Uh, what episode are we on, bro? I believe this is episode 17. Really, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me just triple check that. Uh, that was 14. Let's say it's 17. 17, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay, welcome to Mind Heist episode 17 with myself, Amin, and Muhammad, who was the first Muslim on Twitter, legendarily. <laughs> and... <laughs> Wait, another interesting fact is he used to walk to the masjid on all fours because he thought it would double his uh, hasanat. Oh my God, these are really good jokes. I mean, where are you getting them from? To know Allah, <laughs> to know Allah. Just, just thought of it now. Yeah, man, how are you doing, Muhammad? Alhamdulillah, I'm alright. It's been a long week. Really? Yeah. Is it yeah, is it weekend for you or is not weekend? Yeah, so I've got four days off. MashaAllah, Ali. <laughs> He's doing episodes about masculinity, working, this and that, providing. Then Khalas taking four days, Wallah. That's what they give me. I work six days in a row and I get four days off sometimes. Yeah, I'm just teasing it's, you, man. I know, you are such a tease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So... Uh, <laughs> So last episode we covered, uh, you know, the the lovely topic of love and marriage, as he called it, and uh, we're back for part two. We're kind of talking about uh, how to pick a spouse. You know, obviously there are probably fifty topics related to marriage and stuff, but we're just talking about picking someone, picking the right person, so you don't end up a statistic, as they say. And I don't mm. mean gang violence. Um, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. So last episode we talked about like, uh, what do we talk about? The different uh, different hadith about uh, who to pick or how to pick uh, the the qualities to go for. Um, and now we could go into some other stuff, really, because you know, in the end, I think, bro, this is the real the real the realness right now is that people, you know, at least you know, practicing Muslims, they are like, yes, uh, Deen, Taqwa, this and that, right. But I feel like there's an elephant in the room, and that is the other stuff, all the other stuff. I feel like there's a bit of a taboo where you can't go out there as a practicing Muslim and say, oh, uh, he's got to have this kind of job. Oh, she's got to look like this. She's got to be from this kind of place. She's got to be used to this type of thing. I think Mm. it's like, I don't know, is that true, do you think? Um... What do people actually think like that? Is that what you're trying to say? No, do people feel they're not allowed to have those preferences among the practicing Muslims? Uh, I think it's still a dialogue. I think it's fifty-fifty. Some people okay. think why not aim for their best, and some people mm. say don't be too picky. Right, and each have their valid arguments. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, what is the argument for, for example, picking someone based on a, a wealth? Let's say you know whether that's. Uh, whether you, you know there's a difference in wealth or you're looking for someone who's you know of a similar similar kind of social status if you like social class whatever it's called um i think in terms of similar mm. then it's um it's easy to assimilate and to be comfortable with someone new if other matters are kind of taken care of mm. especially if like like we were saying last episode like if your spouse to be lives a particular lifestyle that you're already used to mm. then you don't have to sort of up your game or you know so like the the transition into that sort of living together is a lot easier if we're both used to the sort of living standards you know yeah. but if you're 
if someone is like a, a much more wealthier than you and then you're the one who has to provide suddenly they're going to have to lower their standards of what's normal you know even little things like what kind of supermarket do you shop at you okay. know are you okay spill the beans uh, on no that. no but it's true like like Okay, are you a Waitrose kind of guy? Oh man, or are you a are you like an Aldi kind of guy? You know. Okay. Do you understand? Like, yeah. it's true because li- little things are the things that people don't think about. Like, what kind of what things are, to you are a luxury that is to them normal? Yeah, and vice exactly. versa. Let, I've got you a question know? for you. Where does where does Morrison's lie in the in the hierarchy? Oh, Morrison, Morrison's. I've only next to my work. There's a Morrison's. I've only just started going in there. So okay. I'm all. I'm. I'm new to the Morrison's world, man. Okay. What type of guy are you then? Mate, I'm an Aldi kind of guy. Really? Although, so is Aldi yeah. bottom of the hierarchy? Yeah. Well, it used to be, but apparently now, like, it's just such so such good value for money. Like, I don't care about brands and all that stuff. Mm. So right now, mm. it's all about saving the money, man. Okay. Okay. What about uh, Lidl? Where does that come in? Oh, on par with Aldi, I think. I don't really go to it too often, but it's on par with Aldi in my books. Is Lidl the the German one? Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. Because I was always uh, a little bit um, curious because Germans are known for their efficiency and stuff, and apparently they're just next level when it comes to saving costs every single way, so they can get their prices lower. So yeah, I think I mean. They, they. I know we're going on a bit of a tangent, but yeah. I think it's basically they stock things that don't need to be marketed, right? Whilst okay. like te- like Tesco's and everyone else, they it's all branded items that okay. Generally, they got a little bit of extras there, a little bit of luxuries. Exactly. So if you go yeah, to yeah. a little, you might not find the luxuries, but uh, all the little extra kind of bonus thing. But you get the main stuff and a good price kind of thing. Okay, got you. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's true, bro. I think a lot of the stuff when it comes to picking the right person comes down to expectations and meeting those, or at least meeting them, if not, you know, exceeding them. You know, and mm. and uh, that that goes for wealth. It goes for um, just general like routine. You know, what time you wake up, what time working hours are, kind of thing. Um, yeah. how, how much time the guy will be at work and how t- how much time he'll spend with his family because I think a lot of people differ between families and that kind of thing as well mm. um, what else uh, expectations uh, obviously in terms of your general manners and like what you consider polite and, and not polite uh, kind of thing um, and, and yeah this whole wealth thing is, is interesting because we discussed it I think in the masculinity thing but I, I asked you about it on, on WhatsApp and I was thinking about it myself, like how do you go about that kind of stuff? And yeah, a lot of it is, comes down to expectations. Whether, you, whether those expectations are set, you know, during childhood or maybe right at the beginning of the marriage as well, right? You could do that, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, expectations are going to be built up for, like from you being a kid onwards. Mm. When, I was, when I mentioned last time about like I mean, in terms of a man, like how their mother raised them and how their mother treated their father, that is your expectation of what a wife is, for example. Yeah. And then, you know, people get married with, you know, the idea of old partnership and this and that, but never really considering what roles are going to be played and what they expect out of their partner in terms of fulfilling those roles. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be a misunderstanding. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, um, my father is like really into you know doing stuff in the kitchen like cooking and washing dishes and that kind of stuff Mm. you know Mm. but like I think I could be wrong but I think in my 
wife's family that's not as common so when she saw him doing that mm. it was really quite bizarre that he would you know yeah. but you know this is what I mean like that so when I you know I, I mean I should probably do it more but if I ever did that mm. that was quite special to her but quite normal to me you know mm. yes yes exactly yeah mm. and uh, yeah it kind of comes back to the whole values thing that's what we talked about last mm. episode was that do you share the same values and values can come in the shape of uh, for example a value when it comes to money is I save money wherever I can on day-to-day stuff and I splash money on one-off special occasions. That could be the way a certain person has it in their head and now mm. they've got to kind of get that across to their spouse mm. to make sure at least they understand why they're doing what they're doing. If not, of course. Uh, maybe pr- pr- uh, preferably find someone with a similar kind of mentality. Maybe this is a uh, an area where you could be more flexible, like won't like, have... Too, too, like bad consequences on the marriage. Yeah, but. But this is it. I mean, uh, the problem is that in the beginning, when things are you know being planned out, then mm. everybody's like, "Well, this stuff doesn't matter." Of course, we'll work things out. Of course, I'll. Do you understand? Like, yeah. everyone just wants to get it done, you know, over and done with. <laughs> yeah, but then kind of. Yeah. Later on, yeah, yeah, later on, it's that sort of stuff that does start becoming important. Really? Okay. And that, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And this is why. This is why. I mean. Um, it has it's a serious decision it's not all mm. fun and games and mm. you know romance and mm. you know fulfillment and all that stuff it is literally like it's like you know a job application it's like you take a job application ser- seriously and you you plan for it and you prepare for it and you see what skills you have and if it's you're suitable etc yeah. like it really is it should be taken seriously and that is why like you know this is why i believe anyway generally parents do get involved and they want to make decisions for you because they've got that wisdom that you don't because you're sort of blinded by what's in front of you instead of looking at what's ahead of you kind of thing you can do definitely uh and and when it comes to the whole wealth thing i think for for the girls uh their main struggle might be gratitude right and feeling Mm. like they've got enough so they might want to ask themselves okay this is how he thinks about money this is how much money he's making kind of um can i be grateful with that on you know in my day-to-day life right then Mm. for the guy he's got to be like okay she's used to this can i spend on her can i give freely without being stingy without seeming stingy you know being stingy is terrible obviously so these are two um kind of challenges the the girl has the gratitude challenge the guy has the stinginess challenge and you know it's all all about uh like looking at that other person and saying can i overcome this challenge with Mm. this person because it doesn't matter how okay I think everything will work out. It doesn't how much doesn't matter how much hopeful thinking I have. In the end, this is the challenge that most people come across. So I've got to ask myself sincerely: Can I deal with that in this case? You know, that's it's, it's. Yeah, I was going to say. Sorry, it's the difficulty with it is just striking a balance to the point where you don't want your special. Th- occasions becoming the norm you know like you you were saying can i hold back without being too stingy Mm. well where is the balance between spending on your spouse and then holding back you know for the greater good Mm. become stingy you know Mm. for example you know if you hold back a little too much then Mm. you're stingy but if you spend you know if you want to be nice and and get gifts and things like that then suddenly you've bought too many gifts to the point that it becomes normal. So yeah. the day you don't buy a gift, then you're being stingy again, you know? Yeah. It raises the bar. It's very difficult to find that balance. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And, you know, that's like kind of part of life anyway. 
if I didn't mm. have uh, hard hardships, like who cares about the good times kind of thing, right? Um, yeah. So that's wealth. So what about this whole thing of uh, kind of the culture? You know, people talk about culture as kind of the ethnic background that you come from. Uh, so mm. that's kind of what I mean in this in this case. Even though personally, I made a video about this. You know, culture is very is actually quite an individual thing, and I. I I would bring it down to a kind of a family level, right? So if you get mm. a thousand families from, I don't know, uh, Kashmir, then out of those thousand families, you might have each family slightly different in the culture. Culture being mm. what you consider normal, right? It, like food and your traditions when it comes to weddings and what you do when someone dies and all that kind of stuff. That might be the same, but the other 70% of your life is going to be quite an individual culture that you have within your home, I think. And so yeah. that's why I don't buy into this whole, um, oh, uh, you know, she's originally from Bangladesh. I'm originally from whatever, Morocco. Uh, but it doesn't mm. matter because we both grew up in the UK. No, 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 no. Yeah. There, yeah. there is an individual level of culture that you have to take into account. And that, that's what we're talking about with the with the wealth thing, with the religious thing, the expectations. But when it comes to cultures, what do you think in terms of, you know, the, the, the stereotype of the different, you know, ethnicity kind of things? Yeah, well, this is it. Like, uh, it is a lot more important than people like to admit. Um, and and it's I think it's a problem with younger people that they they do the whole, there's nothing wrong with mixing and, and you know really and truthfully there is nothing wrong bro they kind of make I'd, it sound like they make you try and feel guilty if you want to marry someone of the same background as you yeah some yeah. people yeah but really you know you're just trying to be logical and practical and that's the way it is but um what was i going to say yeah i mean it has its benefits it, it has its benefits being at least similar in culture i mean mm. uh, even though like uh, I know, for example, like I'm Tunisian, my wife's Algerian, like we're neighboring countries, yeah. there are still a lot of differences, but the differences aren't to a point where it's not familiar. Mm. You know, there are lots of things that are shared. And in all honesty, like most of it came into play during wedding, like the wedding preparations and stuff. That's when like you feel a lot of the brunt of the culture coming into play. Okay. Um, because it's one of the biggest events that has a lot of culture, the cultural expectations behind it. You yeah, know? tradition. And I think yeah. that's where... Yeah, that's where people suffer the most mm. with the whole culture thing. Definitely. Um, and that's where people struggle the most. After that, it depends on how involved each party's family is. Mm. You know, in the, in, you know, like, because then cultural things come into play more often. So, so does that mean that if your, if your parents weren't that involved, let's say, right? Yeah. Would you say that your kind of wedding and the whole lead up to your wedding would not be that tunisian influenced um i think i was this is it i think there's culture and then there's how involved your party is by party i mean your family for example is in is integrated into that culture for example you know i may be tunisian but because my mum's moroccan and my dad's tunisian mm. even their culture got washed away so they don't really have that much emphasis on yeah what you know what the expectations are from our side i bet if i did it you know if i bet if i was living in tunisia things would be different you know I, and my family over there would be a, a little more a, bo- eh, a lot more uh, 
you know forceful with certain expectations and culture and that mm. either way let's you know forget talking about this because this is too my side is a bit too similar um, let's say for example mm. i don't know pakistani and egyptian or something i don't know something really far apart allah yeah. alam yeah. like th- those are the those are the ones those are the romeo romeo and juliet stories that you see on social media <laughs> that <laughs> you'll have people talking about oh there's nothing wrong with it and everyone's being racist and this kind of thing yeah. right yeah the end of the day, you need to really take into consideration, I'm, I'm, and, and this is if your family are against it, for example, yeah. really sit down and understand why they're against it. You know, nine times out of ten, I don't think racism is the main factor. I think it's actually something about practicalities, you know. Like, for example, when I first started speaking to my father about marriage, yeah. um, he was going on about, his main thing was about, can you afford to visit you know your families abroad every year for example or when there's an emergency can you can you afford to split yourself three ways you know because i'm already half moroccan half tunisian yeah and then do you understand so this is what what it was it wasn't anything about you know because it was that similar but even though we were that similar there was still this sort of notion of well how practical do you want to be because yeah i've got family all over and that's what it is it's about keeping family ties it was literally logistics. That's all it really is. Yeah, okay. So put times that to another level yeah. where things aren't similar at all yeah. and then add up the practicalities that way, mm, you know? Mm. That's very unromantic, but it makes sense, <laughs> you know? No, but like, yeah. you know, the way I see it is, look, so many divorces, right? So, so many, right? Yeah. So how do I stack the chips in my favor? How do I kind of mitigate all the risks or as much risk as I can and, yeah. and not not be going against the grain like okay it's 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 romantic it's it's uh what's the word uh, glamorous if you're going against the grain right however yeah how, what does that do to your probability of things working out well i don't know about yeah, you but yeah. i do not want to take a chance in such a, a, a huge part of my life probably the only part of my life that i can't kind of just uh undo and then start fresh you know like if you if you move somewhere you can always move back if you get a job you can always quit it but getting married you kind of can't undo that thing it's like very very significant right no doubt so i i want to remove as many risks as possible yeah and within within the elements of uh there is the whole feelings and this and that definitely but like yanni Shway uh, balance. That's all I'm saying. You know. Mm. Well, this is it. Like, in, I, I'm going to say this like quite bluntly. Really, I don't. I don't really think that feelings and that matter too much. Okay. You know, beforehand, because otherwise it wouldn't have worked back in the day. Do you understand? Yeah. Like I spoke about earlier, well, last episode about like my grandparents and how they met. Mm. You know, there wasn't really feelings there. There was the initial. Yeah. you know spark or whatever mm. which is understandable I guess but everything else develops further on you yeah everything spark. else develops further on yeah every you know you're going to have that that initial interest because yes. there isn't going to work otherwise yeah. but everything else that people care about comes afterwards yes definitely definitely you know? and even even to the level i believe of chemistry chemistry meaning mm. you know how kind of your conversation can flow how you kind of find things to talk about all that I, honestly i agree with you bro like that can really come later I think mm. if the values are there and the spark is there, some kind of spark, the rest is kind of cool, I believe, you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, afterwards, you know, after the first six months, you know, I haven't been there yet, but I would say 
you know, it's a lot about just the values and kind of uh, putting in the effort to make things, uh, mm. you know, you know, work well. Basically, uh, well, that's what it's about. It's not really about uh, these kind of deep, deep feelings. And honestly, I've seen people who have gone down the whole feelings route, like on an unbalanced way, without mm. taking into account some of the practicalities. And you know, didn't always end well. Obviously, this is not like statistics. This is just anecdotal, but still. Yeah, I mean, think about it in terms of like um, relationships that of basically boyfriend girlfriend relationships, right? Yeah, that is purely based on feeling, and then it they can last for years. Yes, they really can. Yeah, they can last for years, and that, that but with the thought that oh yeah, one day we'll get married, one day we'll get married. Mm. They you know people talk like that, mm. but then. Um, what happens is because they never made a serious commitment in the beginning, mm. then there's always the option to leave when things get hard. Yes. And plus, you always get you always get um, they'll t- they'll tire of their spouse, not their spouse, sorry, their partner or whoever, their boyfriend or girlfriend, yeah. and then they go and find someone else or cheat on them or get you know mm. look elsewhere. And that and that sort of attitude is what we don't want to bring into you mm. know the Muslim marriage. We don't want to bring into this marriage idea the thought of just getting bored of someone and moving on of course that's what we don't want we don't want to invite that i think the key difference between the two kind of ways of viewing it right the first one the muslim one is that you're building a family okay Mm. and so it's not so much it's not really 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 about like you or the you you Mm. two it's about the Mm. whole thing it's about you your your spouse your kids your your parents all of it coming together right um Mm. whereas the other view is okay how can i find someone who basically fulfills my desires including emotional desires basically who makes me feel good who makes me who makes me not feel guilty who makes me feel good about myself confident about myself these things Mm. are included in the muslim element they should be if you act based on the sunnah i would say however Mm. however if it's not about it's not the family thing if it's just about how you know do does this person uh you know help me out you know with my desires with my what i want in my life right then it's kind of i think it's like a hollow kind of thing because you do mm. find you do find these people who uh you know i'm talking about like non-muslims they're together for like 10 years but they never got married and you know they're really good to each other and all of that stuff but that is mm. is kind of i don't know from my kind of observation it's still even if it lasts 10 years it's based on how much the other one is kind of giving to the other one it's kind of like a transaction that's what i'm trying to say mm. it's, it's this you, is it. like you give me i give you and then if i want to leave because you're not giving me then it's guilt yeah. that keeps me there and it's like mm. it's a bit transactional rather than bigger picture we're building a family uh you know legacy uh kids is good this and this and this this is it like the, the, the issue i have is that with a with a non-muslim relationship that isn't under marriage right or even if it was under marriage mm. there isn't a zero tolerance um uh, approach right to to um i don't know talking about or thinking about the uh, like other people do you understand okay. so people that are married or even have girlfriends or whatever mm. like you observe this every day when you're around non-muslims all the time they still you know look at other women they still flirt with other women they still you know make jokes about being with other women whether it's celebrities or mm. do you understand like okay. there's still this sort of what's the best way of saying it you never there's know still kind this of sort thing. Of, no but yeah there's, there's there's still this sort of um uh release of like the tension and, and expression of interest in others even though 
they may be committed, but there's still a, a room for sort of mm. releasing that sort of built up interest, right? But then when you come into a Muslim relationship, a Muslim marriage, there is no, there's none of that. So this is why I'm saying, like, you have to be a hundred percent sure that you're going to be committed and you're ready, and this mm. is it. Do you understand? Whilst it's hard to explain, but basically, you're going from an approach that is actually has room to like let off steam, so to speak. Okay. You know, to something that is completely zero tolerance in a sense that there isn't anything other than what you're what you're choosing right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it, that's unfashionable today. Uh, commitment yeah. to stuff, even if you yeah. look at jobs, like people are leaving jobs after one two years when before they would stay five ten years, right? So in many spheres of, of life, people are not interested in committing and stuff like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, what, what can we do, Yanni? It's part of how, how things have gone. But, uh, you know, obviously we got, we got some of the ingredients to, to make, sort things out. So in terms of mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole cultural thing, I, I honestly think uh, you, no one should make generalizations based on where someone is from and extrapolate mm. from that, that their traditions and that the culture that they come with because like I said I do believe there's a significant part of people's culture that is quite individual to their family so mm. I think that's what you should look at a lot that's the first thing you should look at the individual family's culture and traditions secondly you should take into account your parents because uh, you, you kind of um, in the end you, if you have the choice between pleasing my parents and marrying someone I like and not pleasing my parents and marrying someone I like then which one are you going to choose don't don't yeah, pretend definitely. it's like a zero sum game like if if I marry someone I like then uh, my parents won't like them like I'm sure a lot like uh, let's say at least 80% of the time and I'm only saying 80% and not 100% because I'm not too familiar with these scenarios but mm. I would say like you can you can sort it out surely yeah don't mm. be rebellious like when there are ways out where you could please everyone, yes, you should try and please your parents. Yanni, don't know. Come on, Yanni. Yeah. Although you know what, I'm saying this, and I think maybe we had it a bit easier. Allah Adam, but like there are some people that may have parents that are basically, sadly, doing it for their own sort of gain. You know, getting their child married to someone else, whether it's based on. You know, like for example, mm. you know, you, a, a parent could have a friend, and the friend has a, a daughter or a son or whatever, and it's just that. That's all it is. The only reason is to to better off that friendship, to better off that bond, and nothing to do with. And these, you know, these scenarios do exist. And for people that are listening to us speak like this, you mm. know, it is going to be difficult for them to sort of take in. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Actually, I've heard of scenarios where, for example, uh, if a guy prays then the girl mm. can't marry him like that level like that's quite mad but i i mm. guess i'm just assuming that that's only uh you know two three percent of the scenarios allow adam mm. yani uh but in that case i think you know obviously it is extremely difficult and i think in that case you shouldn't like fight your parents directly you should always try and go out and find someone that your parents respect to come in mm. and kind of speak on your behalf that's mm. probably that's probably the best way Allah alam but probably because look man like when you imagine you're like 60 and your 22 year old is trying to tell you how mm. to live life and it's not really going to mm. work no matter how much logic you have on your side mm. it just doesn't work like that so I think uh, yeah. I was going to finish it up with just saying like 
you know we talk about planning and we talk about look for this and look for that mm. and really like the, the only, like I'm not here we're, I don't think either of us are here to advise people and how to do this because mm. it's not really that I think we're more just discussing different aspects of it all Definitely. but really and truthfully the biggest 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 advice I can give is literally just sincere dua because you would not find what you're looking for unless Allah presents it to you mm. you know mm. and that's just the way it is and, 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 and yeah like without, you don't know what someone is like on the behind the scenes exactly you know exactly. people well, will be shocked how much you can pretend and stuff yeah, if if Allah subhanahu wa taala presents someone to you, you know who is all, you know, ev- like everything you could think is good, you know, mm-hmm. and you have no reason to doubt that, then you know, twakal al Allah is going to be the only option, and that's what you should do. Yeah, you know? definitely, man, definitely. Um, so we discussed kind of uh, the whole culture thing, traditions. We discussed wealth. Um, what about let's zero in a little bit on on the actual taqwa of the person right because we spoke about a level of knowledge that they have and stuff what about like just like a bed you know like i don't know like these kind of questions come up you know should i consider someone who for example doesn't uh doesn't wear a scarf for example stuff like that Mm. should i consider Mm. someone who doesn't even pray or you know Mm. whatever whatever the case be you know uh what's your approach to that or you know what have you seen work or whatever um I mean, I think I mentioned last time about the whole idea of ambition and really it's about ambition, not necessarily what a person is at that present time mm-hmm. because you can never judge at face value how a person is. You're only ever going to see the best of them at the start and then you're going to see all the flaws later on when you are married, Okay, you know? Um, so, I mean, think of it this way. If you know someone is, like you're a potential person, is like they're studying a lot, they're attending classes and that, you know what I mean? Like you can see that in their private life, mm. they're actually... You know, visibly trying to improve. Yeah, basically um, effort. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all about effort. It's um, because no one should be static. Mm. No one, no one should be static. And mm. um, as far as you know, making the decision. I mean, it, it varies from place to place. It varies from person to person. What do different people consider practicing in different ways? For example, some people praying is completely normal. Everybody prays. You know, yeah. and. To marry someone that's religious is to marry someone who's doing a lot more than just praying. But yes. then other parts of the world, mm. someone who's praying is considered highly religious. Mm. You know, like in, in, in Tunisia, if someone's praying, then mm. wow, do you understand? That's all Ahuna. women ask for over there. Oh, yeah, it is. Hey. That's, yeah. that's all they ask for. So it really does depend on what a person sees himself as and then what he expects of someone else. And how much better they he sees someone else compared to him? Yeah, I think that's that's. A, I would kind of concur with you on that one. I would also say, you know, if you can uh, ask about the kind of stuff they do in private, like, you know, like for example, what is something you have sacrificed uh, for the sake of Allah in the last year or in the in your life, maybe you know, mm. I, because uh, you know you're kind of. You're kind of not looking for the outer stuff. You're kind of looking for the in in inside the ikhlas, right? The sincerity that and how genuine yeah. they are with their effort towards uh, getting closer to Allah, right? So how how do you yeah. actually gauge that? You actually gauge it by um, what's it called uh, private ibadah, right? Whether that is in just effort, like some kind of effort to pray. If it's really hard uh, for you to pray for some reason, like that's something that's going to be internal like people won't be able to see mm. the effort that you, the, the sincerity you have it could be that um 
you know, I, it could be you didn't do this when you could have done this. It could be that, um, you know, you, you pray extra, no one knows about it, this type of stuff. You know, mm. maybe that would be useful. Or, or other ways of kind of finding this stuff out, obviously, and this is a big one that we haven't mentioned, is uh, asking about them from third parties. You know that is a, that was a huge, huge one. That is the yeah. actually. I, I'm surprised I didn't mention this before. That is a big, big one. This is how you will find out how they are when they're not pretending, because everyone's going to put on some kind of show, even if it means just being a, that little bit more polite. Because as, mm. when you meet someone for the first time, etc., first few times, or even when someone is in the presence of someone, uh, you know, Uncle Yanni, someone older, they're going to be that that bit more polite. Okay. But you mm. want to try and find out when they're just themselves, when they're chilling with their friends, when they're just in the masjid and they don't think anyone's kind of sitting there judging them. How are they? How do they yeah. act? That is the jackpot, I think. That's, that's kind of the jackpot. And obviously, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because some people are jealous and some people this and that. But that's why you've got to get, you got to get a, a good sample size, as they say yeah. in statistics. Yeah. So Start heading out that's surveys. <laughs> yeah i actually thought of this idea of like would it be possible to make some kind of uh online uh, reputation uh kind of database where well, it doesn't have to, maybe for marriage would be a bit of a next level thing but what if you want to do business with someone and you you want to know their background you know uh, what do you have to look at you just kind of talk to them maybe look at their linkedin or something like that yeah you, yeah, you don't yeah. have you know if you could find people who would say yeah i've worked with this guy he's good this this like that kind of thing like kind of uh what's it called like i don't know is it yellow pages like but for people kind of thing trust pilot for people trip advisor for people yeah i thought about that i don't know if people would be that bothered about it <laughs> love it <laughs> um, yeah it would be scary to put yourself up there and kind of get judged but yeah oh, no. um, no. one last question before we go to the email that we got what about this is something I, the only reason I'm mentioning this is because A people love talking about this and B um, it, it could be the reason for a breakdown in uh, not a marriage but a wedding like the build up in, you, know, the, you know after the engagement like kind of thing uh, sometimes it breaks off because of this and that is the whole like mahar situation, the dowry. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, dowry oh, is God, actually yeah. what you a woman pays a man. Uh, apparently, dowry is the wrong word, but anyway, it's all technicality. Yeah, man. So, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I when I was on Twitter, I remember it was nuts. People were so passionate about this topic. I'm not really sure why. For me, I always was on the side of yeah, like a high amount is good. Like that's fine. That that's a guy proving himself kind of thing. But what do you yeah. think? God, it's, it, I don't know really. I've never really had like a big run in with it as a problem, so it's yeah. a bit strange. I don't, I mean, I, I suppose I've still got, um, I've got sisters, and I'm sure in the future, like that discussion will be had. Mm. Um, Bring in the never, suitcase, boy. Yeah, I know. But like, like, I've never really known it as, I don't think my family or the family I married into take it to extremes you know i think really like, even you know, like morocco for example uh, do, do your cousins or something not have some crazy kind of no, i think in all honesty i think like uh, my mum's you know my moroccan side are quite sensible i think they always have been um honestly so it's a bit difficult for me to talk about it because i haven't had like much running through it see look this um, is this is real life proof this is what i'm talking about if you hear of a guy and he's moroccan yeah 
and his and mm. his family are not asking for some mad mahar, then you should kind of consider someone in that family <laughs> because you know, this is type of stuff, right? It's a good sign because, as far as I know, it's pretty rare in Morocco, right? No, possibly. I mean, I think, in all honesty, what I do think is that mahar is kept quite low okay. in a lot of families. What's low? Uh, where, low, like it can be as low as one pound. Okay. You're right, but there are a lot of things added on that they don't call mahar. So yeah. there'll be like shares, like yeah. you know, you got to buy the gold, mm. and you've got. To, you understand? Yeah. Like in Tunisia, in Tunisia, explicitly mahar is like a pound. Okay, got honestly, on. it's like one dinar. Mm. But then they'll add on like this much gold, and you need yeah. a house, That's just and you the, need the social pressure kind of mahar. It's not the official mahar. Exactly. <laughs> so I think in an effort, in an effort to bless the marriage, there is yeah. some sort of. Okay. idea that oh yeah we'll have a we'll have a low mahar but then mm. there is all this cultural ex- other stuff that they add on mm. okay and, got you yeah. got you but so, uh, people so do that. seem to yani, uh, be quite uh, opinionated about it to be honest and i think mm. all the guys seem to think it should be low and all the girls seem to think well no like it's actually it should be a good amount like a not a huge amount i don't think that's what girls generally say but they think it should be something substantial and i agree with them and I think, mm. like I said, being stingy is just, it's just disgusting, man. Like, so you want to be as far away from it as possible while staying within your means. That's what I would say. Yeah. And yeah. I was thinking, um, how can you give a kind of relative amount, which is a good, like, obviously everyone's different. So I'm not here to pull out numbers, but what if you gave it in, in proportion to like what you earn per month? Mm. Because that, I mean, of, po- yeah, possibly from what I heard, like from, when I got married, I think it was based. The number they gave was based on what, like, other members of the family had received in the past, kind of thing. Okay. Like, generally speaking. Mm. Um, but then I think you know they they do take into like I was a, I was still a student at the time I believe. Yeah. Um, when this was all being discussed, I think mm. or maybe I can't remember. God. Anyway, it was either just after I graduated or whatever. Mm. So it was you know they took that into consideration. And mm. I don't think you know. I think, to be honest though, I think at first, when I first heard the amount, I was quite like taken aback because I was like, oh my God, that's loads. <laughs> but then, you know, and I was actually quite like, I think I did get quite, you know, annoyed. But then... But it should do that maybe. Yeah, yeah. But then I realised actually, like even now, thinking back to it, I was like, well, it's not that bad actually. It was, it was, it was just enough to make me work hard for it, mm. but not impossible. There you do you understand go. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it was. That's, yeah. I think that makes sense, Ola. Without putting numbers yeah. on it, that kind of thing is good. No one should yeah. be taking out loans for this stuff. That's for yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. That's for yeah. sure. You should be able to, you know, work a good few months for it, mm. but not a few you know, months of saving. Say, Maybe one yeah, a few month, months of saving. One month of of salary, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say any more. I'll let people throw the emails at us. Um, okay should we go to the email then we got we got a a grand total guys listen listen up for this yeah we got after asking i think maybe two three times for emails last episode and we must have got a couple couple hundred downloads at least on that episode i haven't checked yeah and after asking three times we got a grand total of one email (laughs) well what email on the topic (laughs) <laughs> one email on the topic we do have other emails but they're not on the topic but the good news is that we got quite a few points to cover in this email so mr ta keep it um, uh, anonymous just in case 
just in case uh, his um, you know his potential spouse is listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mr. Ta says, "Salam alaikum." Great podcast last week. I enjoyed it. Man, I just I just love it, man. I just love it. I enjoyed it. Um, for part two, could you also talk about number one? Are you taking notes, bro? Number one, can you judge the potential spouse by their siblings? Siblings being either good or bad. And should that affect your decision to marry the person? There you go. Mm. Uh, no. Not at all. Not at all, yeah? <laughs> no, not at all. I didn't really, like, my, my wife's got two brothers and I didn't really think about it much. Really? It hasn't bothered me. Yeah, you know they, you know they're very different to what I am, but it hasn't. You well, know, maybe you just got lucky. Really... Well, it depends. Actually, maybe like it depends how involved. So, I think they're both younger than me. So, I don't know. Maybe if they were older than me, they might be a bit more. Mm. You know, I'd have to answer to them a bit more, kind of thing. Mm. Okay, but what I about think from I'm... the angle of uh, uncle so and so? Yeah, it depends, I think. It depends how involved they are, I think. I think that the reason I struggle answering some of these questions is because I moved, like, you know, my wife moved from London Mm. down here. So we don't see them too often. So they're not very involved as much as maybe another family might be Mm. in another situation. So, Mm. yeah, maybe you would take it into account at that point. Mm. I think think it's a kind of reflection of, like I said before, the culture of the family, right? Mm. So... Um, I just think you know it's hard for it's hard for someone to be so different from their siblings and their parents if their siblings and parents Mm. are one way that is going to rub off on them on you know some level right so Mm. I think I think that's uh, that that should should be taken into account but if if the values line up and all the stuff we discussed lines up and then this is the this is your concern then at that point it's it's a bit of a trivial thing to be thinking about well, no, well you mentioned it you mentioned last time about yeah. taking into consideration yeah. um, that their family is going to be your child's you yeah. know, uncle, uncle or auntie cetera, or yeah. and that's I think that's what's more important you know yeah so so that's true but again it shouldn't I don't think it would overcome the whole uh, values thing values are in line mm. and all of that um, so yeah that's that one um how to deal with so this is the second uh, question how do you deal with our mums when we get married will there be jealousy and feelings of she took my son what do you guys think yeah. uh, you're quite new into this aren't you I mean so I don't know if you'd have much of a say I, I don't no <laughs> um, you know I think that no matter how good of a person your mother is I think certain aspects of it can't be helped. You know, mm. I really, I don't. I think it's impossible for a mother who loves a child to then see her child be taken away, no matter how perfect of a person she is. Well, law, mm. you know, it's just. I think it's it's difficult to not let that out every now and again. Yeah, you know, and and, and definitely for you her know. son because her yeah. son is probably someone she sees as being there for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's like a my, 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 like my mother's brilliant, you know, and she listens to every episode, by the way. So, <laughs> but um, I, you know, with with me getting married, I've just re, you know me recently moving out and all that kind of stuff. Mm. It's difficult to see someone who's been in your life forever 
like slip away and it's you know vice versa whether you know it's a father losing a daughter or your you know father losing a son i say losing <laughs> but that's pretty much what it is like suddenly you know the bulk of the time that you had available for them is now shared mm. and you know it, it's natural i mean it depends though so you've got to look into it uh, the best way of looking into it is how supportive was your mother or father um, of your marriage in the first place you know was it a struggle to convince them because if it was a struggle to convince them then it's going to be a struggle to, to win them over during the marriage and to yeah. do you understand balance it but like my, you know my mum was 100% for it so it's easier that way you know mm, yeah so there will be there will be some jealousy but I, I actually think uh, obviously as someone without the direct experience um, I think uh, if you're a guy at least you know you need to take the lead in terms of uh, going out of your way to show your mum that you're still there and things are kind of still normal. That's number one. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Right, so you have to actually go out your way to do that, yeah? So your mum might think, oh, she took him away. So you need, you might actually be exactly the same behaviour, but you have to double down on your normal good behaviour to kind of yeah. prove it in a sense, right? In, yeah, to, a, yeah, to yeah, an yeah. extent. The other thing is, you know, if anything happens in terms of little conflicts, little things here and there, you you must mediate that. You cannot leave it to just happen. You've got to be the one there kind of managing it. You cannot step away and just be like, oh, it's none of my business. Or, you know, they're, yeah. being, they're being this, they're being that, they're doing that. I don't know. I hear about this often and I think, no, man, you're, you're like kind of the one that's connecting them. You're the man here come and and deal with it you know even if it bothers yeah. you like it's, you can't run away from these things uh, i think it's irresponsible to run away i had a um a friend of mine that got married um and when he got married he well unfortunately he's not married anymore mm. with her but um they were having arguments and all sorts of stuff but his dad said to him like no matter what happens mm. i'm going to take her side all the time because you're here with your family, you know, and you're, you've got your support network. She has nobody. So I'm always going to take her side. Mm. Like, and I found that so profound, like that. Take his, his wife's dad side. Said yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. His dad, you know, mm. took that position with him. Mm. Um, and yeah. it's true, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's difficult. When, a, you know, especially for a woman who's coming into another family and going to be completely... Because that's it. You, you, you're becoming part of your, your, your husband's family. That's what's happening, really and truthfully. It's not really going to be the other way around. Mm. Um, and because of that, like you do have, you are, you're always going to feel like an outsider, mm. uh, no matter how welcoming the family is going to be, because it's years and years and years worth of expectations and traditions and, you know, yeah. life without you. Suddenly you're here, you can't just mm. become part of that instantly, even mm. if everybody's, like I said, even if. So, um, yeah, there is always going to be that aspect of. Mm conflict no matter what what it is and you've just got to be responsible and you've got to as a as a man you've really got to sort of mitigate that you know yeah take responsibility um by the way in the in the uk and stuff uh is it is it actually like that like like a girl i'm talking about muslims obviously right if a girl gets married like she's gonna spend a lot of time with with uh, her husband's family but not vice versa even if they kind of live maybe in the same city it depends on every everyone's different mm. everyone's different I think okay. it depends how family orientated for example like my wife's family are very very family orientated like mm. everyone's always at each other's houses and this and that my family are generally complete opposite mm. like we rarely see each other but that's fine 
Do you understand? We rarely call or text each other, but that's fine. Like everyone understands that that's the way we are. Right. Do you understand? Like within the family, no one gets offended. Yeah, generally yeah. speaking, if we don't talk for too long, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, but it's very strange on my wife's side. So, for example, like when I first got married, uh, my wife was like, "Oh, why haven't you called my my dad?" Kind of thing. Like, mm. yeah. I'm, because I'm not used to doing that for anyone. Yeah, so yeah. it's really strange for me to start doing it now. Mm. And you know, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about expectations and how everybody's different. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, the next uh, point is, okay, how do you know that she is the one for you? The right person out of millions <sighs> of girls. Why that specific one? Because there are many religious, well-mannered, same ethnicity, educated, etc. girls out there. So how do we choose the right one? <laughs> he went, yeah, he mean, went deep, bro. Yeah. Go on, I mean, tell me. You, you got married. Yeah, well, there's actually a 20-step checklist that you have to go through. And then you put the numbers in and there's a formula. And it tells you one or just not the one. And that's, yeah. that's kind of how I do it. No, um... um you know what, when I was reading this, what came to mind, I don't know if there's the right answer or not, but what came to mind is that when those things line up, it's actually the first instance that all those things uh, line up, like values and all that, that yeah? When the mm-hmm. first time it lines up, uh, then that's the one. Like, I don't know, it's just like first come, first serve kind of thing. I think that's kind yeah. of how it works. I agree. But then I also get controversial thoughts in my mind of, is that even a thing? Is like that sounds so Hollywood to me. Oh, when but oh, when I say I, the one, I just mean the one you're actually going to marry. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not really yeah. Thinking of. The I don't one. know if he's talking about it. Is mm. he talking about it as the one? Like like it's a Hollywood movie. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. You know, but because uh, if okay, if we're talking about it, I that just way, ignored then. that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but really and truthfully, that's it. Like, I struggle now with the knowledge of the past to mm. to say to you know to believe that. There is, because everybody has the ones everyone does people get married and you know they have the ones for a set period of time and then they get divorced and then do you understand like or people have multiple wives I, I know mm. I know I'm sounding really controversial it's not about that it, it's mm. like you said it's about you know the one that you are going to marry and the one that you have intention mm. to stay with mm. and at the end of the day you know the, what what you should think about really is the one that you want to be with you know, in the in the next life, subhanAllah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's that's the way I look about it. And the one um, that you you made du'a, you 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 ask Allah to give you what is good, yani istikhara. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. did that, and Allah gave you, and Allah made it easy. Then that is the one. You exactly. know, so it's exactly. like it's it's when when the, your main criteria, right? Because uh, you know, I forgot about this whole thing, but I had this concept in my mind of uh, uh, what was it? Your kind of no. Uh, what's the word, man? Like certain things that you will not accept in in a spouse, like yeah, you, ju- yeah. you just can't deal with. I forgot what the term is. Yeah. Right? So, so when when you find someone who doesn't have those things, okay, and the values are aligned, and yeah. the, and you made dua and Allah made it easy, Allah allowed it to go ahead. That w- yeah. that would be the one. That would be the one that you that you marry. And yeah, and this whole thing of the one, I mean. I'm kind of sorry, but like, I don't know. I, I read a book recently, well, a few months ago, and he kind of destroyed the whole concept of the one. And um, uh, I can't actually remember what he said, but I thought it was quite an interesting analysis of why it came about and how it came about. 
and mm. uh, obviously it doesn't really it doesn't make sense in a world where men marry multiple wives does it so no. uh, in that sense it's kind of a bit of a weird one because men have been marrying multiple wives for like thousands of years so yeah uh, and, and yeah. even even from a islamic discourse right we're not say, like people like to think that when we talk about something like that then we're being you know quite unrealistic and misogynistic and that and the person who does that doesn't mm. you know isn't who we're talking about but really and truthfully in the Quran and Allah specifically says that we have to treat them the same mm. you know and that goes for the affection and the love that we give them as well mm. do you understand so in if in a in a islamic context where things are perfectly followed mm. you know to the letter then the whole notion of the one doesn't doesn't exist mm. i mean mm. maybe you know if you want to get a bit uh what's the word philosophical about it yeah um, maybe it'll be like uh, you married someone when all those things align and you make dua Allah lets it happen that she's the one right mm. however mm. The, 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 your wife should feel like she's the one if you know what I mean uh, she oh, should get that feeling of it yeah uh, and when you're married that should be if you don't well. have that idea in your head that's how she should yeah. feel kind of thing and I think that's what yeah. that's what it's all about that's what that's why the girls like this uh, concept because they want that mm. feeling it doesn't it's not about the guy flipping writing all over Twitter she's the one it's not about that at all it's how in real life he treats her and makes her feel kind of special isn't it mm. like Prophet mm. Sallam had multiple wives but I'm sure they all felt like they were the one yeah and there's you find people in like uh, in a non you know relationship context mm. there are people like that like there are people that I've spoken to and, and had you know pleasure of meeting in my life that no matter who they speak to yeah like every time they speak to you you feel like that you're the most important person to them yeah like there's some sh- yes. shuyukh that I've met like that and some imams of masajid that every time I speak to them I feel like like I'm yeah. the number one thing in their life it's really strange, yeah. but people can give that aura, and it's amazing. It's, you know, I'd love to be like that to people, and love people to feel that way around me. To the point, like you, tr- you talk to people with so much love and respect that yeah. you generally feel like there's nothing else in the world but you. <laughs> mm. I'm actually thinking of someone right now. He's the Same. most unique, interesting guy. But I, had, I only yeah. met him a few times. But he just very, I don't know, man. He's extremely polite. Extremely yeah. polite gives you hundred percent attention when he's talking yeah. to you and just like oh man like you feel like you'll be like bro um, you know I kind of need a house for the night and he'll be like yeah yeah take my house like you own it now like I'm just going to move out like that kind of thing yeah, yeah, very yeah, generous yeah, guy yeah. man Allah yeah. Um, I mean. so yeah man so so he, he mentioned the one and they said so how do we choose I would say mm. when things align uh, then when th- like I don't know if I made it clear but Values, yeah. When the va- when your values, your main values, the things that you have to know yourself. This uh, a lot of it is about self awareness. Know what is important yeah. to you, okay, and be real with yourself. If uh, I don't know, you're, uh, this, this is a guy talking. So, for example, if it's very important that your wife, uh, I don't know, has a degree, like you just think that's just extremely important. I can't really respect people who aren't educated. This and this and this. Then be real with yourself and do not marry someone who is not educated right be real yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I just said that because I don't want to give the cliche example yeah um, so so values find someone with your values and, and the family's all good like you, your families get on and all of that make dua to Allah and accept what Allah has given you in terms of it, you know if it doesn't work out be happy and if it does work out be happy and then if it does work out you can be kind of very confident that's the right way to go 
and um, yeah. and that is that is how you find the one. So I hope that's kind of clear. At least this is my obviously way of thinking. But yeah, take it with a grain of whatever you want: pepper, salt, paprika. <laughs> okay. Anything to add before we go to the last point? Oh, there's another point. I thought that was all of them. Well, it's not a question this one, but he's just telling you off basically. Um, go on. <laughs> So he said, yeah, he's not telling you off. I also want to comment on what Brother Muhammad said about not getting feelings for people. It's pretty much out of our control. If you like someone, then you just simply do. And that's why you get mm. married to them. Not catching feelings mm. before marriage is nearly impossible, really, unless your parents arrange yeah. a marriage for you before you come across someone you like. The thing is, after yeah. you catch feelings, you need to be rational and think if the person is yeah. suitable for you or not. And then decide. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm the way I'll say it, right? Whenever I say anything like this in the podcast, mm. or if I ever tweet something like this, I'm talking about like the ideal, the best version of you, you know, okay. the best version of me. If I could be the best I could possibly be, that's what I would do, you mm. know. And the reason being is the, the more the, the more you slip up, whether it's by an inch or a mile, mm. the harder things are, you know. Mm. And I want to be the closest I can be to perfect mm. so that the trials are less. Do you understand? Right. I'm not saying, when I said to when I said that, I'm not saying that I caught zero feelings. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I am saying is, in an ideal situation, that's what you want to be. And I'm not saying, I'm not expecting anyone to be perfect. I'm really not. But there are levels of perfection. There are levels of how close we can be to mm. the ideal situation, you know. So, and, so and, and let me what, ask you like this. What's wrong with catching feelings? Um, because if you catch feelings to every potential, because at the end of the day, you don't the person that you're thinking of marrying mm. isn't isn't destined for you until it happens. Got you. Do you understand? So, so, so you're saying that it's a risk to yourself. It's a risk to yourself, and it's a risk to them as well to put yourself in a position like that. Because yeah, you you know what you said. What's wrong with catching feelings? It's impossible to catch feeling to not catch feelings. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But if you can minimize the fact that you can minimize the harm that you do to yourself and to them, mm. do you understand? Then you put yourself in a better position in case things do go south. Mm. That's what I'm mm. trying to say. Because people get hung up very easily on failure. People get hung up on things that don't work out. You know, when uh, I do believe that you know you. Like I said, minimizing the risk and minimizing the harm. Mm. That's all it is. That's the mm. only reason I said that. Mm. You got to be attached to the qadr of Allah and not to exactly what you would like to happen. Basically, right? That's like, okay, saying. how many how many times does Allah test people with loss just to test whether they love Allah or they love what they lost? Mm. Yes, yeah. you know, that's what it is. And, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will test you like that. There will be there will be things that are put on the plate for you that you see zero wrong in it you see everything but blessing and it's subhanAllah it could be blessed it could be halal it could be 100% perfect yeah. you know and Allah will take that away just to test you with your faith in him you know mm. Mm. There, there were, there were there, yeah. I was just finishing off like there are people that are that lose children there are people that lose you know loved ones mm. and you, you see you see no good like in the dunya wise you see no good in that but it's a test whether you're committed to your Rabb and not mm. to you mm. know, other things. Yeah, definitely. And do you trust Allah that it was good for you, actually? Um, exactly. I think I kind of disagree with you, but I think actually what's happening here is a difference in a definition of feelings. Because mm. if you're talking about feelings such as 
you've been speaking to someone for a month or two or three um, and you kind of know them quite well and those kind of feelings yeah those are quite deep and those are obviously coming from a place that we don't you know as Muslims we shouldn't really get into that realm um, per se so yeah definitely avoid that however yeah. maybe what what AT here is saying is that uh, feelings might be that kind of uh, that kind of uh, what, did, what word did we use last episode it's like just this vibe that you catch off someone it could be when you're passing yeah. them in uni or it could be that you actually uh, you, you actually propose to them because your parents say yeah. that they're good and then you go and sit down yeah. with them and you catch a vibe when you're sitting down with them yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that can happen Yanni. some people they they without actually knowing much about the person is literally an energy thing it's literally just you catch the vibe and and you can't really uh think about anyone else kind of thing yeah um and yeah. that's normal i think that's the normal thing and that's absolutely fine and you know that that alone actually can cause come compromising situations but that's kind of part of life it's like i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna risk a car hitting me which is quite likely but i've got to get on with life similarly yeah, i've got to yeah. i've got to like go to uni i've got to propose to people with the potential that it won't work out yeah but yeah. what you can avoid is you know like really get to know someone in a bad like in a way that's exactly. not, not advised exactly. by islam exactly. and uh you know you got to be real as well like look at the yeah. look at the damage that could be done and all of that i mean you've got to be realistic at the end of the day you need enough to enough to motivate you to get on with it but not <clears throat> enough to to hurt you when it doesn't work out yeah, it's man. about striking a balance, and and subhanallah, like that's what our deen is. Our deen is all about balance, you know. And maybe you know, maybe you know, actually, what what the brother's saying in the email is right. You know, maybe I'm running, I'm I'm going towards a bit too extreme in what I've said, um, only because I think I probably learned from my lessons. You know, that's the way I, mm. the way I say it. But um, yeah, you, you are right. Like it, it has to be enough to motivate you. Otherwise, no point. Mm. You know, because you're not gonna, you're never gonna be motivated to do anything. It's the same reason why people have a hunger or drive to do anything. You know, Allah puts jannah in front of us so we can strive for it, and jahannam so we can stay away from it. You know, there's always, there's always, we're yeah. goal orientated based on what we want and what we, yeah, what motivates us. You know, yeah, definitely. Um, but he actually said, even he said, unless your parents arrange a marriage for you before you come across someone you like. Even then, you, like I said, you literally sit down in front of someone the first time you ever meet them. You're only sitting yeah. there because your dad forced you to. And all of a sudden, yeah. you caught a vibe. Like, that can happen, yeah. you know? That yeah. can happen. And obviously, they do that. Like, uh, I'm sure I that, I'm it's sure very that rare. happened to the Sahaba, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's very rare that, wallahu alam, I think it's very rare that in the traditional, traditional arranged marriage with cultures that feel like that, that they do not, you know, consider whether the guy likes the girl etc you know they will yeah, they'll even like they'll they'll look they'll catch the vibe there and then like they'll do that yeah definitely I, I, bro we could do a whole episode about arranged marriage um, i mean like uh, arranged marriage i think uh, a lot of people think about it in the orientalist way which is not the real way that it happens really and truly I mean, I don't know no. about non-Muslim cultures where they have arranged marriage. Maybe in India, like it's very forced kind of thing. I don't know. I, I don't know, innit? I'm talking out of ignorance. But um, yeah. like the Muslims that I know that got what you would call an arranged marriage, like is is not the way the Orientalists talk about it, man. So, yeah, no so this is uh, this is the email. He said, "Looking forward to your next podcast." Jazakumullahu khairan. Okay, thanks for that. Bro, do you have time for to cover the two, two or three other emails that we got? Yeah, I've got about another thirty minutes, maybe more. Okay. 
Man, I get text message every time my credit card gets charged. Who have you left your credit card with? No, no, huh? it's just. Is, all these... is your missus going out spending your money already? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is business credit card. Oh, uh, man. I don't even know what this is, but. Oh no, I think I do know this. Okay, people spending my money while behind my back. Um, okay, so uh, let's read this one, which is pretty old. It's by, uh, I'm just say the first name, Aisha. Uh, this is from, uh-huh. what date was this? This was 31st of January. Um, um, send them an email later on saying that we answered it because I keep forgetting to do that. Okay, yeah, yeah, inshallah. So, so Aisha said, um, Assalamu alaikum, hope you're well. Just want to say that I've been getting through some of your podcast episodes and I'm really enjoying them. Thanks so much for creating such engaging content. You know what I find funny, yeah? Content is like a kind of a marketing or a uh, media term, but now everyone uses uh-huh. it. It's like everyone's going oh, around yeah. using these technical words. Um, I just finished listening to the second episode on hardship. So this is, this is back oh, in God, the... This is really old. Back when we did the hardship episode. I'm a mental health practitioner and I totally agree with everything that was said. <laughs> yes. I'm getting a <laughs> high five out for you, man. Um, <laughs> depression can be biological, as mentioned, but mindset is everything. And she even put capital letters here. Okay. Uh, therapies such as cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, um, are all yeah. about changing your mindset, which then influences your thoughts and behaviors. Gratitude yeah. to Allah can tremendously help uh, change your mindset too. Okay, so it's like what we we're saying in that episode was that um, there is there is a biological level to your depression or uh, other mental um, illnesses, um, but those don't always get triggered unless you're in the in the negative mindset. So that's what yeah. we were saying. That's what she's talking about. I'm really glad, you, glad you're talking about this. However, I felt like you undermined how severe self-harming can be. And usually it is more than just due to situational depression. Okay, yeah. so uh, the, the, the high five turned into a bit of a slap right now. Um, given mm-hmm. everyone I've worked with, self-harming often relates to childhood abuse and in wi- wi- women, childhood sexual abuse. I know this was not your intention at all to undermine it, but please just be more sensitive as this could be upsetting for some listeners. Self-harm is a lot more complex than we think, not a criticism, just a note for the future. I'm really looking forward to your mental health episode, unless I'm mistaken and it's already out, but please feel free to contact me if you need any ideas, although I'm sure you have enough. That was a nice email, man. That was a nice email. She did criticize us. She said she didn't criticize, but she did. Well, that's cool. Nothing wrong with criticism. I, yeah, I, man. I actually want it. So, yeah, so she's basically saying, like, you know, being more sensitive about the whole self-harm thing. I don't remember speaking about self-harm personally, but, mm. yeah. Um, I think even if we did, I don't really remember either, but even if we did, mm. like, um, the reason why we may have spoke like that is because we were trying to establish the fact that we don't understand it, you know, and I wanted someone to sort of explain it. Mm. And I, I wanted, you know, my... I was going to say my dream. No, that's a bad way of phrasing it. But I was going to say what well, I'd like to know. I'd like to speak to someone who has in the past yeah. and to see what was going through their mind because I can't, I can't, like, I can't put it into a work, like, into perspective yeah. of how and why someone would reach that point. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we're just trying to give um, either stuff from our pers- perspective, which is people that haven't mm. gone through that, or we're trying to uh, actually just share facts. So some of the stuff that we mm. mentioned about uh, the, the role that uh, mindset can play, that is fact, right? So it's true. We haven't been through it 
Um, although, you know, we mentioned some kind of half uh, instances of that, but we haven't been through it, let's say, but fact is fact, whether, you know, um, whether you've experienced it or not, you know. Um, and then she cor corrected us and just said, you know, be more sensitive, and that that's true, you know. Um, so I hope, uh, yeah, I know we didn't hurt anyone's feelings about that. But personally, um, I I uh, I've read quite a bit about um, psychology, about um, what's the word? Reasons why we do stuff, okay, like behavioral yeah. uh, psychology, okay. And I yeah. really enjoy that topic. And, you know, it blows my mind how we do stuff that is really bad for us. And we don't really, we're often not in control of the way we think and this and that. So I'm fully mm. aware, bro. Like, I'm humble about this stuff because I just know how dumb I can be in the sense where uh, a lot of the stuff I do is just a habit or a routine or, you know what I mean? So, mm, definitely. Anyway, Allah Dina. Thank you for the email. Um, what's this other email? Uh, okay, this one was. Unless you, I'm, I'm hogging it, bro. Unless you want to read the email, I'll read it if you. Unless. Oh, you've already got, you've already got it open, man. I'm gonna okay. have to open things. Okay, cool. So this one is from uh, TN, six uh, of March. Assalamualaikum. Just wanted to say, I definitely believe the idea of being a housewife or homemaker is put in a negative light in today's society through propaganda, as you said, Amin. Um, the ability, emotions and strength needed to have a spotless house and emotionally and physically have children and raise them to an excellent standard, which should be a goal, and be involved positive, positively in their life takes a lot. To have a 95 job with all of its stresses on top of that is not something, alhamdulillah, we as women need. We as women should not look for our worth from external sources or see our role as inferior to that of males. Raising children to an excellent standard and increasing ourselves in deen and knowledge of it for ourselves and to influence our children, the leaders of the next generation, is a highly, highly honourable job and should be seen in a greater light. Also, Allah knows his, all his creation uh, the best, so he wouldn't have encouraged it to be this way unless it is what was for our own good. Generally, in my opinion, women are more in touch with their emotions and instinctively more thoughtful and therefore better suited to be around children more. Just to add, mm. obviously we do need female doctors, etc. But we also need more investment in children to make them become better Muslims leading the future generations. Mm. Um, then she just said uh, the father should still be involved. And she said at the end, I'm not qualified in anything. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like just anything <laughs> anyway right. lastly because this has been way too long i just want to say love the podcast keep speaking your op opinions unapologetically uh go get it I'm getting like, yeah <laughs> i'm getting like a feeling a little bit of a pessimist at the moment i think i'm a bit worried that people may like certain women may talk like that only out of laziness, not out of actual motivation to be incredible housewives. You know, laziness. I think, God, yes. Yeah, you know yeah. why I say that? Yeah. I could be wrong, but I, you know why I say that? I say that because um, certain people think, well, I don't want to go and work. Mm. I don't want to study. I just want to be a housewife, mm. not out of the passion and love for being a housewife, but out mm. of the the avoidance of actually going out and earning mm. do you understand yeah. and getting someone else to do that for you mm. so really you know unless you are passionate about it mm. just as, a, as someone else is passionate about getting a career mm. then I think you're just it's just empty words I really do because you're not going to be 
you're not going to be the best housewife if you haven't got the motivation to do it. You know, if you've if you've never wanted to be that, you know, put in the effort, put in the work. Because at the end of the day, for anyone thinking it's you know it's easier, it's not. You know, I go to work nine to five or whatever it is and come home. Yeah. A woman's work is never done, so, as the as the saying goes. It isn't because isn't if that's that if that's saying, the way you want to be. Yeah, I know, I know, I know that, I know that, I know that's what she's saying. But then I don't know what at the end about I'm not qualified in anything, whatever. I don't know. That struck me as I don't know. It, it just gave me the the, uh, the the thought that it may be that it's coming out of a lazy oh, right. perspective. You no, know, I, I think mean? she just, uh, she said I'm not qualified. I don't know. It's just like a caveat for some reason. Yeah. Um, mm. But the main point of the email, which I think was about uh, being a housewife, is seen negatively. Mm. That's a thousand percent, bro. And I think I'm not. Maybe we could do a whole episode about conspiracy, yeah. But I, oh, I truly believe that this has been done in a coordinated way um, to destroy the family unit, right? Because yeah. destroying uh, women's role, women's self-esteem, all of that stuff, it kind of equals destroying family unit in a large way, and that's what yeah. this whole uh, thing has done. So yeah, I mean, in the end. Thanks for throwing your opinion into this in, into the podcast. You know, I like it. I like hearing from uh, people different to us, and you know, uh, knowing if they agree or disagree. Um, uh, yeah, bro. Um, obviously, everyone has to agree with me, man. If they don't <laughs> agree with me, then I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> not allowed on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, I think you know what there's so much to unpack here I, I want to say stuff but I think we'll just leave it to another episode and maybe we'll open yeah. this email kind of for reference but yeah generally uh, obviously I do agree with what you're saying here and um, uh, the thing is though that you know what there's no thing halas uh, <laughs> yeah I think that's it that's about it bro uh, there's another one which is a recommendation for a, a episode topic we got a couple of those Keep sending your emails in, uh, please, uh, to uh, what's the email? Mindheistpodcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Extremely exclusive address right there. Not not everyone's emails get through, by the way. Yeah? Is it ex- really? exclusive out here? Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I'm just saying yeah. it's, it's Gmail, bro. Come on, like, you need a certain <laughs> kind of email to get through to us. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm just joking. Everyone send your email through, whether it's like, uh, disagreeing or agreeing or just adding points or suggestions for um, next episodes um, to be honest with you I'm, I'm just like I don't even know what to cover next episode and we're kind of freestyling out here so we might just do 10 episodes on marriage I don't, I don't think people, people would oh, God. Um, complain about that maybe but uh, yeah we got to oh, switch God. it off a little bit. I would <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. the biggest struggle the biggest struggle with doing anything like this podcast is um, talking about things that like for example, when it came to doing this topic about marriage, it's really difficult to talk to people about it when you don't hold yourself in the best position to talk about it. You know, mm. um, people expect us to maybe give advice or to, and mm. this is what people tend to want with these kind of topics. Mm. They want advice, and, they, and at the end of the day, I'm not going to give that to you because I don't think I'm, you know, mm. I don't see myself as the best mm. husband. So mm. what's the point? You know, yeah. so. I think the, we're just the, discussing different anything aspects. that I know or I've learned. It's it's not that someone has told me, even a super expert. It's not that they told me to do it and then I did it. That's and then I succeeded. That's not really how I see advice. I see they give me the advice, of, and then I see I think critically about how it would fit into my personal circumstance, 
and it might yeah. just open a, a new perspective on something and that will help me in how I see the world so I think mm. bro like don't, don't get yourself down man like um, you know people are out here and they're probably you know valuing your your perspective not your opinion per se and telling them how to do things but your perspective might really help them Oh, thanks, Amin. You're a nice guy. <laughs> yes, man. Yes. Okay. Uh, what else do we have to say at the end of the podcast? Um, email us and uh, what else? You can leave a review, share it with your friends and your family. Um, yeah, there are a lot of Muslim podcasts out now. I'm yeah. seeing a lot of people thinking it's a gimmick on Twitter. Mm, Certain people really. aren't very happy. Certain people aren't very happy with the amount. You know, it's like when 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 making Muslim clothing was top of the range. Well, guess mm. what? I made Pure XI and it was incredible, man. Mm. So so is Mind Heist. You and got you hating, out when you were on top. Keep hating. <laughs> I did. I got to my peak and then I left. Yeah, and then <laughs> and I said, "Hey, challenge has been set. I've raised the bar." I've got to say, no no one's really overtaking you. I mean, I don't really know the scene right now, but, you know, as for Mind Heist, I think we got to prove ourselves a bit more yet. But we can only do that with the help oh, of yeah. the people sharing. They go to the podcast uh, app, and then they press, uh, I think it's the three dots, and then they press share episode, and they go to WhatsApp, and they send it to one of those spam groups where there's just, like, hundreds of people <laughs> in it. And that's how, you, that's how you get it out there. <laughs> I love those spam groups. You always get some crazy uncle who sends you like a picture of meat that says a lot on it and it's like subhanallah <laughs> oh man I, I must be missing out on that um, yeah uh, okay, yeah as far it. as like the future of the podcast yeah. um, sorry just finishing up like mm. you know we'll try and improve quality um, it's just getting schedules together and timings and stuff I need a new mic because my mic sounds so much worse than your mic those kind of things this is where but you we'll talk about the whole out. Patreon situation <laughs> Oh, Patreon, yeah. Send us your your money. <laughs> no, no, no. I think the main the main uh, way we can improve is is just regularly, you know, every single week uploading. That I think that's the best thing we could do, inshallah. And yeah, the, the best thing the listeners could do is just like share it, maybe with one person who would specifically like a specific episode, and you know, inshallah, that that would be something that could, they could help us with. Okay, guys, we Brilliant. talk so much. Um, you know, I'm just going to say, assalamu uh, alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.